Today's scripture reading uh, comes from the book of Mark, chapter 9, verses 14 to 29. Um, it can be found on page 714, 714 of some of your pew Bibles, uh, if you want to turn along uh, and read with us. Um, so please follow along uh, in scripture uh, as we read it aloud. Mark, chapter 9, uh, verse 14. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by the spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring me the boy. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? Verse 29, he replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. This is the word of the Lord. Um, Pastor David will introduce our speaker at this time. Morning, everyone. Good to see all of you this morning. Yeah, as Bonin said, I just wanted to uh, introduce our speaker for this morning. I, I would hope the majority of you uh, know who Pastor Pan is because he's the senior pastor of our church, uh, but we recognize that uh, many of you probably uh, may not have seen him uh, or get to see him because he's uh, more so with the Chinese side. Uh, actually, Pastor Pan has been serving with our church since 2005, uh, but um, most recently he was serving at our uh, off-site location in the, in the city with our city outreach ministry, and he just returned uh, to become uh, the senior pastor in January of this year. And so we want to you know, welcome him to the pulpit a couple of times a year so that he can come and share with us and also get exposure to what Crossbridge is doing. And so this is one of the times that we have the privilege of having Pastor Pan come and share with us. So help me welcome uh, Pastor Pan to come up. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Um, yeah, I'm not used to 
stand uh, on the stage of the uh, CB service. Uh, but uh, if you notice me that uh, uh, sometimes when I uh, have no uh, responsibility uh, of other ministry uh, during CB service time, I will uh, come with my wife uh, to sit on the back of the service uh, because I want to know more about you. I want to uh, have opportunity to, to, have, uh, uh, to build a relationship with you. So if next time, if you, if you see me stand uh, behind, uh, you can come to uh, say hi to me. I'm glad to say hi to you. And, uh, this year is the 50th anniversary of the church. And let me take out something out here. I remember 50 years ago when I was a little boy. Uh, I sharpened a pencil for my homework. Uh, at that time, there was no mechanical pencil like this. You know, now the problem is that now we, we are not allowed to, to post the photo uh, because of the copyright, so I bring the new, a real one. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, also, we don't have the electric pencil sharpener. So I could only use it's a traditional sharpener. Actually, it's worse than the, the one I, I bring. Yeah. Actually, the 50 years ago, the, the sharpener is, is, is so old. They sharp, uh, sharpen the, the pencil. Actually, for an eight years old boy, this wasn't easy. So I sharpened and sharpened, but it just would not sharpen. So I broke the lid again and again. Then I cut my own fingers and started to bleed. Although I started bleeding, I continued to sharpen it because I insisted that I had to make it by myself. Then I cut my hand again, but still, I didn't give up. Then my sisters noticed me standing in the corner alone for a long time. She asked, are you okay? Do you need help? I ignored her and asked her to leave me alone because I wanted to do this work by myself. Then I continue to cut and cut and continue to bleed. Finally, my brothers and sisters, I have three elder brothers and four elder sisters. Finally, they found something wrong. And when they came to see me, they found my hand was covered in blood. We all have to face difficulties in our lives. Sometimes we may seek help from others. Sometimes we want to solve them by ourselves. Sometimes we don't want to ask for help because that shows we are weak. We don't want to ask for help, so we suffer a lot. Should we ask for help if we encounter difficulties? This is what I want us to reflect upon today. If 
we can, if that doesn't work, we just leave it, ignore that. Yeah, okay, they came out by myself. Yeah, because I don't want to you, let the PowerPoint to, to distract us. So, so during Jesus' ministry in Israel, sometimes he walked among masses. He preached the gospel, he drove out the demons, and healed the sick. Sometimes he dialogued to individuals personally. During the final stage of his ministry, uh, Jesus spent many times training disciples so, so that they could succeed his ministry after he resurrected and was taken to the heaven. So the passage since Blessed Sunday start to describe how Jesus disciple tra uh, trained his disciples. The last Sunday, we saw three disciples follow Jesus to the high mountain for a retreat, just like we have retreat in winter. The passage this Sunday addresses several events after they return to other, uh, to other disciples. So we will focus on what happened immediately after they return. Then I will briefly talk about other events if we have time. So after Jesus and three disciples went down from the mountain, they found nine other disciples facing a problem. There was a father who brought his son to ask for help. A powerful demon possessed his son and tortured his son in various ways, throwing him into the ground and making him gnash his teeth and become rigid. The father loved his child as our parents love us. He, okay, then we need to go back to, uh, okay, here. So he empathized with him and therefore came to seek help. However, the nine disciples, although they had had many experience of casting de out demons in the past, they could not cast out this demon this time. Why? Is it because this demon is stronger than others? And we will come back to the answers later. So when Jesus came to the crowd and the child's father described what had happened, and asked for help. Then Jesus drove out the demon and healed the son. The demon came out of the son in a very dramatic way. The son looked like he was dead, but Jesus took his hands and helped him stand up. He restored his life, and the son returned to normal. Then Jesus solved the problem of father and son. The story looks dramatic, but not complicated. So through this story, let's think about a few questions that are coming up from the story. The first, we see this father who came to seek the help from Jesus when his son suffered. We can feel the love of, his, of this father to his son. It especially showed how painful he was when his son was not healed by disciples. As a parent among us, we easily feel this love because 
we love our children so much as the father did. We don't need to wait for our children to happen the same thing like this passage. We started to worry our children after they were born. Have you watched a TV commercial of Xfinity? Since a baby girl was born, the father worries her daughter's safety in every stage of her life. At the time when she returned from hospital, then uh, keeping her away from stuff, putting a, a, a helmet when she learned riding bike, worries when she just get her driving license, then worry when she has first date. Then at the end of the commercial, Xfinity says, you protect your child's child safety. We help you protect your child's safe on the web. Have you watched this commercial? Yeah, someone not hand, hand. Okay. We worry about a lot of things. We worry whether they, our children behave well, whether they get good grades, whether they will find a good job and a good marriage. And for the young people among us, I do not know whether you can feel your parents' love. No matter how much nagging, how demanding they are, and how they make us feel annoyed, they love us. When we or our children face difficulties in, in our lives, what can we do? Will we seek help? Or we are used to solving problems on our own? Maybe we are used to solving problems by ourselves because we are asked to solving our problems by ourselves since we were a child. Sometimes it is not the bad things because we, cannot learn, uh, we can learn to be independent. But if things are too big for us to solve, will we still refuse to seek for help? Sometimes, even if we find things are beyond we can deal with, we still don't want to seek help from others because we are afraid that seeking help means we are weak and seeking help means we will lose our faith. But sometimes we just are too proud to ask for help. But in fact, this sense of pride is not necessary. When we face difficulties, we should ask for the help of God because God likes to help us. God is always waiting to help us. The problem is, do we like to seek his help? Secondly, let's think about the role of belief or faith in receiving God's help and grace. Do we need to have faith so that we can have the grace of God? If we are sick and ask God to heal us, will we need to be healed through sufficient faith? If we have difficulties, we pray to God and ask for God's help. Do we need to have sufficient faith for God to listen to our prayers and to solve our problems? It seems there are, there are some Bible verses that make us feeling so. For, for example, 
In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus said to a sick woman, Your faith has healed you. Then in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, when Jesus returned to his hometown, because everyone had known him when he was a child, they were, lack fa- they were lacking faith in him. Thus, Jesus can, uh, could not do many miracles there. So it shows that faith plays an important role in receiving the grace of Jesus. However, it shows that uh, this does not seem the case in the passage today. When the father of demon-possessed son lost his faith and became suspicious because the disciples were not able to drive out the demon in his sons, he said to Jesus, If you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. The, re- the request actually shows he is suspicious. If you can do anything. So Jesus did not respond very positively. He replied, If you can, everything is possible for him who believes. And the Father's response turned to, I do believe. Help me to overcome my unbelief. Obviously, this Father's belief is not strong when he made Jesus. However, Jesus did not ask him to go home and wait until he had sufficient belief for healing. On the contrary, Jesus casted out the demon right away. So, do we need sufficient faith for our salvation? Do we need sufficient faith for the help of God? Can we measure faith? If faith can be measured, can it be graded as A plus, B, or C minus? Which grade is passing and which grade is failed? If we are saved because we have A in faith, are we saved through our own works or merit, or we are saved by God? If we lack of faith, like the Father, what can we do? Will we worry that we have no sufficient faith so that we are unable to receive the help from God? Sorry, I seem to throw too, much question, too many questions to you. So let's make, sense, uh, make this complicated issue simple. Yes, faith is important. Therefore, Jesus said, Everything is possible for the person who believes. But this passage also shows us the critical reason that demon was driven out is not we have faith or not, but because of the works of Jesus. The critical reason is not the works of men and is even not the belief of men. If so, why there is a saying in Mark chapter 6, because they were lacking in faith, Jesus could not perform many miracles there. This is mainly because unbelief caused they took offense with Jesus. 
unbelief caused them to reject him. They rejected Jesus and refused to ask him for help. So Jesus did not do many miracles there. They rejected him because of their unbelief. For example, when we encounter difficulties in our studies and our SAT scores are not good enough, would we ask for a five-year-old boy for help to improve our SAT scores? Of course not. Right? Because we do not believe this boy has the ability to help us. Then if the boy came to say, let me help you to get good score of SAT, what will be our response? We will reject him and laugh at him, right? Same, if we do not believe that God can help us, we will reject God and will not ask him to help us. But if we don't want him to help, God will not help us because he respects our decision. But if we believe God and seek his help, no matter whether our faith is small or strong, no matter whether our faith is sufficient or not, no matter the grade of our faith is A, B, or just a D, God will definitely help us as long as we are willing to seek his help. He will be more than happy to help us. Therefore, faith is not a credit, not because we have sufficient faith. My faith makes me to earn God's help. It is all by God's grace. We need to know that so that we won't give credit of God's help to our, ourselves or even to our faith. Let me repeat that. If we are willing to seek his help, regardless of our faith is sufficient or not, God is willing to help us. Even when, when we are worried that our faith is too small and, too, and may turn away from God, we can come to God and to ask him to strengthen our faith. God will definitely help us, just like Jesus responded to the Father's request and casted out the demon out of his son. This response, the, uh, this response did not just solve their problems, but also strengthened the Father's faith, like he asked. Same. If we ask for God's help, he did not only solve our problems, but will also strengthen our faith. Let me stress once again that belief is not credit for people to earn help from God or to earn salvation by God. What really saves us is God's help. Belief regardless big or small, may drive us to seek God's help. So, let's come to seek God. Let's seek his help and also 
ask him to strengthen our faith if you fear you are unbelief. Let's say to him, I want to believe. Help me to overcome my unbelief. Thirdly, let's take a look at why disciples cannot cast out the demon. In the past, the disciples had casted out the demons and performed the miracles. They were not rookies. They had followed Jesus for some time. In Mark chapter 6, verse 7 to 12, Jesus had sent them two by two to do the ministry and had given them power to preach the gospel, to cast out the demons, and to heal people's sickness. Their ministry had been very successful. But why not work this time? Why were the nine disciples unable to drive out the demon? One possible reason is that this time the demon is particularly powerful, just like Thanos. So you laugh, so you, you watch the movie, right? You watch the movie Infinity War. Thanos' power is much stronger than all Avengers, right? And no one can stand in front of him. Therefore, is this the reason disciples cannot drive out, drive out these demons? From the reply of Jesus to the disciples' question, this seems not the case. The real reason is that disciples did not rely on God. When the disciples came to ask Jesus, we used to drive out so many demons. Why couldn't we drive out this demon this time? Jesus' answers is that this kind of demon can only come out by prayer. Whether or not this demon is powerful, Jesus reminds them to drive out demons by prayer. Then what's the role of prayer? What does prayer bring? Is prayer a secret code to release the power and to achieve things like what we see in Avengers movies? If we have greater prayer to release greater power, then we can drive out the powerful demons? If we think so, we fall into the same misunderstanding as our previous misunderstanding of faith. We will give the credit whether we pray enough and how powerful our prayers can make. This is not the Bible's teaching. Whether we can drive out demons or have successful ministry depends mainly on God, not on our efforts, nor on our prayers. So if so, what is the role of prayers here? The role of prayer is a confession that we want to rely on God and that we trust in him. When we rely on God, God works. When we do not rely on God, God does not work. This is not that God punishes us for not relying on him, but that God reminds us how important we need to rely on him. The disciples' work was effective in the beginning. Gradually, 
they had experienced and saw success. Is it possible when feel they were capable, they consider they can rely on themselves? And then they did not feel they, re- need, they needed to rely on God? Same as disciples. Is it possible when we feel more capable and experience the success of our works, whether in schools, in jobs, in daily life, we started to rely on ourselves more and rely on God less because we are too confident in ourselves. We sometimes re- God sometimes reminds us that we need to rely on him through allowing us experience difficulties and failure. So we really need to learn to rely on God, no matter how good we are. We need to be reminded that we are limited and we need to rely on God in everything, whether our study, our job, our ministry, and our daily life. So let's wrap up the messages we studied today. I think the point that continues to show up is we need to be humble. Jesus wants his disciples to be humble. Jesus wants us to be humble. We need to be humble to ask for help from God when we face difficulties. We need to be humble to ask for help from God when we face... uh, we uh, We need to be humble and know that belief cannot become a merit for us to earn the grace of God. On the contrary, we need to ask God to, be, to strengthen our faith. We need to rely on God, not on ourselves, in everything we do, no matter how capable we are. In fact, all events from verses 30 to 50 related to the message of humbleness. I don't have time to say more, so let me just say a few words in closing. We see Jesus told the disciples to be humble when they were arguing who shall be the greatest in Jesus' cabinet. Then Jesus, the meaning in, in the first section is service is not a strategy for us to become greater. On the contrary, the purpose to become great, to be pastor, to be elder, to be deacons, to be the small group leader, the purpose is to serve. Jesus told them not to have sense of supremacy because even though we are more capable than others and, high, and have high achievement, that is not because of us, but because of the grace of God. Jesus told them to avoid being arrogant and so, so that they will be careful their witness and avoid becoming obstacle for people to come to God. So humbleness is an important lesson of Jesus' disciple training, as he himself is to be model of humbleness. He is God, but humbly become a human and die on the cross to save us from sin. So that's the reason Paul teaches us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, 
let's have the same attitude as Jesus. So let's follow Jesus, be humble, and rely on our God. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to confess that we are unable to solve the challenges we face. We need to rely on you, Lord. Please help us to have faith in you. Strengthen our faith so that we know to come to you every time we face difficulties. We pray that through experience your work and powers, we will trust you more and follow you more closely. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.